Hello and welcome to Scotland Matters, the Scottish Land and Estates podcast. My name is Hannah Lloyd and I am the Business Development Manager at Scottish Land and Estates. In this episode, I'm joined by Dr Liz baron Merrick, the Scotland Director at Lantra, Alicia Bazchik of George Brown and Sons in East Lothian and Borders College student, and Rory Donaldson of Drummond Estates and an SRUC Elmwood student. Alicia and Rory were both winners at the recent Lantra Scotland Albers Awards, with Alicia winning Agriculture Learner of the Year, the Caris Award, and Modern Apprentice of the Year, and Rory taking home Game and Wildlife Learner of the Year and the overall winner on the night. Congratulations, both of you. This episode comes on the back of these Lantra Albers Awards that were held in March, and it's our chance to hear more from Rory and Alicia about how they've ended up where they are and how they swept the floor at the awards night, alongside hearing more about the work of Lantra and the Albers Awards from Liz. So let's get started with a Round the Group introduction. Liz, can you tell us a bit more about yourself in a little couple of sentences? Hello, uh, well, my name's Liz Barramierik. I'm the Scotland Director for Lantra, which is a charity that exists to help make sure that our land-based and aquaculture businesses can meet their skills needs. Uh, we do this through a variety of different approaches that help to attract new entrants to the sector. Uh, we support, uh, in partnership with training providers, the development of new qualifications, um, and we work with businesses to help make sure that they can recruit the diverse, skilled workforce that they need. What a great summary. Thanks, Liz. Alicia, over to you. Hi, my name is Alicia Blaschik and I'm a modern apprentice at the Borders College. I work in East Lobbyn on a mixed farm, so I get quite a wide experience working with livestock, arable, as well as general maintenance uh, on the land. And last but not least, Rory. Hi, I'm uh, Rory Donaldson. Uh, I'm a gamekeeper on Drummond Estate up at uh, Clan Artney. Brilliant, that's great. Thanks, guys. So, Liz, we'll, we'll start with you and uh, perhaps you can give us a bit more of information about Lantra, the Albers, what they're celebrating um, and, and why you have the awards. Okay, yeah. Well, as part of our work in, in supporting new entrants, we organise and deliver the ALBAS, the Award for Land-Based and Aquaculture Skills, which is possibly uh, the best acronym you can have for a Scottish award ceremony. Every year, uh, we run the ALBAS to celebrate our learners, our new entrants and our trainees within the sector. And there are so many talented, hardworking and just plain exceptional people within the sector. And this is our chance to promote and celebrate their work. As well as finalists for each of our industries, we also have awards for partnership working, schools and school pupils, higher education and mentors. Um, we also uh, work with Caris uh, on the delivery of their awards as well. It's a glitzy event at uh, the Dumblane Hydro, and it's just fantastic to be able to bring everybody together uh, from the sector, new entrants, to, to celebrate uh, the new entrants and, and the trainees that we have. Thanks, Liz. That's that's brilliant. And it really was a, a, gl a glitzy event. Uh, I was a last minute step in at this year's event, but I had a, had a brilliant night. So um, so thanks for hosting such a such a great awards. So we're going to move on to hear some of the story of um, both Alicia and Rory of how they ended up where they are and working on the farm and as as gamekeepers. Working in rural Scotland, either in agriculture or in wildlife, definitely isn't for everyone. And um, I think I know that it's not always a very well-known opportunity. So Rory, we'll come to you first. Where did your interest in the sector come from? How did you take your first steps into it? Well, my, uh, my interest sort of 
all came from um, one of my friends who I shot clay pigeons with at the weekend um, at a place down in the borders. Asked me if I wanted to to go deer stalking um, with him because we'd done a few other things, pigeon shooting, duck flighting, um, and beating on uh, estates for the for the pheasants and the partridges. And so he offered to to take me out deer stalking on Robux and I think it was September time, which which was fantastic. And from from then on, I was just completely in love with it and from that I sort of explored the avenues I mean my dad was very into shooting and, and his fishing that sort of made me look at rural industry and, and the career cho- uh, choices that you could actually do from that and then that's where I discovered SRUC because I thought they had a good I thought they had multiple different uh, avenues that they could explore not it wasn't just low ground it wasn't just highland it was it was everything which I liked the um, I like the variety. Um, so SRUC was how I really got into the the gamekeeping industry was through the college. That's that's great, Rory, because you're you're not from a rural a rural background, are you? Grew, grew up in grew up in the city, so bit of a I'm sure it's a bit of a shock to the system sometimes being rural. <laughs> uh, I was uh, um, I am I guess you could say I was from the city. Um, I was born in Edinburgh. Uh, I lived in Edinburgh uh, all my life. Um, but I guess at the sense I guess you could say I was in the town but I was never really in it I mean I was always down in the borders um, shooting clays or shooting pigeons um, and, uh, so it, it wasn't really too much of a shock to the system because uh, that's that, that's my hobbies and that's what I did every single weekend I wanted to get out and uh, do what I enjoyed That's brilliant, thanks Rory So yeah, Alicia Question to you: Where did where did your interest in the sector come from, and and how did you get you get started in in rural life? Um, so for myself, it probably took a while to to get into the sector and eventually working on a mixed farm. So I went from obviously university, always probably yeah, living in the city, working in the city, and once I completed my masters, where I focused quite a lot on the south of Scotland, basically new enterprises and opportunities for young people and one of the big areas that I looked into was agriculture and obviously having to research all of the policies relating to agriculture, one of the key points that kept on coming back to, back to my mind was, you know, a lot, a lot of the, the, the jobs self-servants, they, you can know so much about it, but it's different actually working in, in the job, stepping someone's, someone's feet. And that's basically what I, what I wanted to, to begin my, my journey. So t- it took a while. I tried to first get a placement for the pre-apprenticeship scheme with the BMR, which obviously never ended, never ended going anywhere. But being basically persistent, they knew I was still looking. So within a year, they actually got back in touch with me. Basically, knowing someone helped helped out, and uh, they knew that there was someone looking for an apprentice in East Lovian, and it turns out it was actually quite quite close to home. Then from there on, that's brilliant and uh, great that it ended up quite close to home for you, Alicia. Or my understanding is that both of you, Rory and Alicia, study alongside um, working, and I'm sure you have both had different experiences of that. Or do you not have to study and you just have to do the practical or whatever? So, what's that like going through either a modern apprenticeship or or studying alongside Alicia? Maybe we'll come to you first for this one. Yeah. So the we only go to college roughly once a month, twice in, in March on April because it's busy with lambing. We usually get the time off, but there's not much coursework to be honest and because it's so relevant to what you do 
it kind of fits in easy doing the modules fit in quite easily because we always focus on the the modules that are relevant to what we do now so during the harvest time we'll focus on the modules relevant to that so it, it, in my opinion it, it fits in quite easily and each time you're in college you get lots of help helping up with if there's any questions you can answer or getting basically more 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 experience and evidence for it that's brilliant you make it sound easy alicia <laughs> i'm sure it's not as quite as straightforward as that rory and your experience well currently i i don't study um i uh, i finished up college in uh, June last year um, so I'm uh, I'm just full-time uh, at work uh, on Drummond Estate so uh, I completed my NC and gamekeeping uh, just at June time there so it's been it's brilliant not having to study while I'm uh, while I'm working but I'm at, at the same time I am studying for my DSC level one and uh, to then go on to do my DSC level two stocking certificates so I guess I am studying for for something that's great, Rory. And just thinking back, I guess, if somebody's listening to this who's maybe thinking about doing something like that, how did you find the juggle when you were studying back pre-June, if you can remember? <laughs> remember that far back, pre, pre-finishing? pre Did you find it Did you find it difficult? Were the estate really supportive? How did that work for you? Well, but when I was at, when I was at college, uh, I, I had nothing, I had no clue about the, the estate. It was off the back of the estate coming to the college asking for volunteers to help out with the deer count that I actually got involved with the estate because um, it was just myself and another uh, another student who volunteered to come up for, for the deer count and I wasn't aware that there was a job opportunity on the back of it so um, that worked out for me and studying wise at the college I find the college really really good um, I mean the help and support from from the tutors was was excellent there is a lot of theory uh, to the course. Obviously, think gamekeeping, practical hands-on, which it is. There is uh, the, it's it's almost like a 50-50 split, but there is a lot of coursework that requires quite a lot of attention and um, that you, you have to put a lot of effort into because your coursework, completing uh, the NC is, is just as important as, as doing your, your practical work. That's brilliant, Rory. Thanks for that insight. Alicia, we'll come back to you. We've obviously said you work on George Brown and Sons Farm in East Lothian, mixed farm. What is a typical day? I don't even know if you can ask that question in, in, in an agricultural sense, but what's a typical day and what are your, your favourite parts of your of your role? It is probably quite a tricky question to answer. Probably as far as a typical day would, would be, there's always livestock involved, whether it's you know summer, winter, or rain, or rain or shine. It's, it's all, you always got to check them. Make sure that everything's happy up on, especially with calves up up on their feet, lambing especially at the moment. But like 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 I said, seasonally it will change. We'll be coming up to silage. Right now we're waiting for things to dry up so we can get along with sowing. Probably one of the the things that I enjoy the most is almost seeing it on a year to year basis. So last year calves have obviously grown now, and you see the cows again having the calves, and that kind of gives you. So it's almost rewarding get, getting to see the cat, the calves and which ones will be the eventually the, the next heifers and the next breeders and selecting them. I think it's, it's, it's quite rewarding to know that you actually helped in, helped in the process in, in one way or another. That's great. I know I'm one of those who love seeing all the like calves and the lambs in the field. So I can imagine it's very rewarding um, being involved in that process. Rory, we'll, we'll come to you. Life on a Scottish estate as lots of our Scottish Land Estates members will know, is definitely diverse with lots going on. So a typical day and what's your favourite part? 
Well, a, typ a typical day is just non-existent here. Every single day is completely different as uh, as it's the same. It's it's seasonal up here. Um, I mean, right now in, in the month of sort of March, March and sort of early, early April, we're sort of into estate maintenance and looking after our deer fence and all that sort of stuff and just catching up on things that we can do throughout the season. Ne next week and in the months of April all the way up until June, that'll be our main time for vermin control. So we'll be going to our fox dens, um, which is a, a very integral part for looking after things such as our lambs on the lambing parks, which which really does make a difference uh, looking after that vermin. And uh, throughout the rest of the season, so stags and stags and hinds, they're fa fairly similar. I mean, I work all my, my horses throughout the season for... Uh, all your all your stags and hinds but as I say every every single day is different up here. Thanks Rory it's a, it's a great insight into kind of the life of the life of a gamekeeper on on these estates. Being nominated for an award never mind winning is always a like humbling experience I I know I've won I've won an award myself and I know I was absolutely gobsmacked when I got the notification that I was even a finalist never mind when they when they call my name so Alicia, we'll, we'll come to you first on this. How did you feel on the night of the Albas when they called your name, not just once, <laughs> every time they called your name um, as a winner of, of those awards? To be honest, at first it was probably quite shocking each time your name got called up, but in a sense, it, it just feels rewarding. Um, it just feels that the work you're doing and, and obviously the time and the effort you've put in, it's, it's, it's been awarded and people actually notice the, the, the work that you do and it's... It's probably making a hopefully a significant impact and whether now or in the future in, in the sector that you work in. I love it. Definitely, definitely inspiring hearing hearing your name called more than once. Rory, same to you. How did you feel? First of all, I was uh, I, I was I was completely surprised as well to, to be nominated. Obviously, you've got three different colleges that run gamekeeping courses. So it was definitely very humbling to be um, nominated and then to be able to actually win the win the gamekeeping and wildlife that that I thought that was fantastic and then it was just a complete shock to the system getting the, the overall as Alicia says it was um, it's nice to be recognized for the amount of hard work that us sort of rural community put in throughout the year a lot of it goes unseen because it's out of hours of normal working people. Um, so it, it is really nice to get recognised and see that all the hard work that we are putting in is getting noticed. Um, so it means a lot. That's great. Great, Rory. I'm, I'm glad it meant so much to you. I'm sure over the years, Liz, you've seen many young winners of, of these awards. And what sort of impacts have you seen them have on their careers or individuals or any big success stories? Uh, yes, absolutely. Each uh, year, our finalists are asked if they want to become an industry champion. And if they do, then we will support them to uh, develop their skills in a variety of different areas. Sometimes it's podcasting, for example, or uh, developing their CV, uh, the unconscious bias training. It, it really um, is shaped by the industry champions that we have. And in exchange for, for that development work, they have spoken at Parliament at the Highland Show for us. They've recorded YouTube videos and they've helped to attract new entrants into the sector. So I have worked with a number of our finalists over a few different a few years and it's their confidence I think that, that stands out most. 
partly because they've been nominated, um, but I think also because they have an, an employer that believes in them and has supported them. And I think that's what makes a, a huge difference to their confidence. We, we try and help support that by developing their skills, but I think the, the belief that the employer has, the, the praise and the encouragement that they've given has been probably the most significant factor going through. Our industry champions, some of which have, have stayed for, for many years as industry champions, um, some of them now are even supporting new modern apprentices. They're, they're the line manager of new modern apprentices coming in. And one of them is even a judge now for the Albas. So it's great to see them develop over the years. And I'm just delighted that, that Lantra can play a part in that work. That's brilliant, Liz. And I really love that full cycle that one of them's now uh a judge for the awards that's just that's just really cool so Rory and Alicia we expect to see you on the judging panel in in years in years to come one of the things I always like and when I've when I've been in this kind of situation myself is is what what advice would you give to like your younger self or to another young person who's potentially interested in following a similar path to yours so Rory we'll start we'll start with you on this one um, any advice you'd give to anyone the advice that I would give to, to anyone trying to get into gamekeeping industry is get involved, volunteer, get hands-on experience. Certainly for me, what helped out a fair bit is at the weekends, uh, obviously I understand for some people it can be different uh, or difficult to get in contact with people. Um, certainly that, that was a bit of a challenge for me getting actually to know people. Um, in, in industry so one of my good friends helped me with, with, out with that but I was going to I was beating on Pheasant Estates at the weekend I, I was doing loads of different things to to just help out other keepers and that then helped me build up experience on my CV which which is another really important thing uh, to show future employers of what you've done if you have a hands-on experience that's what they like to that's what they like to see Really great advice, Rory. And Alicia, from you, any any advice you'd give to your younger self or another young person? Probably going back to what Rory said, yeah, getting the experience would be would be a good starting point. But I think one of the, the key points is to make is people probably want someone that is, you know, willing to work for the sector, that they're motivated, probably busy and hardworking. So that not not as not like if you don't have experience, it's not it's not essential. Like coming from myself, I've had very little experience. But I was persistent. So with with me trying to get on the pre-apprenticeship with BMR, people knew across there that I was still trying the following year just to get um onto a pre-apprenticeship. And just just being that, yeah, just being persistent and people knowing that like that's what you want to do, that helps out. So eventually they they get back in touch with you with opportunities, whether it's work or experience. And I think that's that's quite useful. That's great advice, Alicia. Just having that determination and, and drive. And Liz, what advice would you give to your younger self? We can ask you that question too. And, and what advice would you give about getting involved with, with Lantra and, and the Albas? I think for, in terms of new entrants, um, sometimes it can be hard to know who to talk to, who to, to find out information from. And I would just say, get in touch. Uh, within Lantra, if it's not something we know, we will find out. But in the vast majority of cases, we're a bit like a pivot point between the sector and new entrants and training providers. So um, we will know someone who will know, and hopefully we can support your, your pathway into the sector. It's not always easy to know what the next step is from the outside. Um, so it's why we try and uh, share as much information as we can on our website as well. So there's more information there. In terms of those who are already in the sector, 
why not suggest that your employer puts you forward for the ALBAs um, so that you get that recognition as well? It might be that they're not aware of it. There's information on our website for, for those that are, because I think it, it is a, a fantastic way as well for, for the business to get some recognition for the support that they've given their, their new entrants and their trainees. And I think my advice to, to the businesses as well would be to consider offering work experience if you don't already, as Rory has demonstrated and Alicia, um, that the, they've come into the sector through first getting access to some work experience. It's so powerful. Um, I think that the, the first bit of praise that you get in, in, a, in a job of any sort, whether it's work experience or paid, that the, the employer doesn't have a reason for praising you other than you've done a good job. And I think that just makes it so much more meaningful and it's such a confidence booster uh, as you're coming into the sector as well. So, yeah, absolutely. And if, if any of the businesses are wondering about how they go about it, if they've got any health and safety concerns, then please just get in touch with Lantra in Scotland and we can help you on that path as well. That's brilliant, Liz. Um, thanks for that. And I definitely think that lots of people who listen will, will go on to offer work experience and, and get more young people involved. Um, does anybody have any closing thoughts or remarks, anything else they want to say? Alicia, anything else you would like to add? Um, the only thing I probably wanted to add is just on the previous point, is, as Liz mentioned, is just to get in touch with Lancia, and that's how I did actually came about. I obviously, having done an undergraduate and a master's, I had no idea I could do an apprenticeship, and that is the first question I asked Lancia, and got a really great response and knew that I can actually go back to an apprenticeship after doing, obviously, degrees. There you go, uh, Liz, a, a, br a brilliant um, vote of confidence for using Lantra there. Rory, anything anything else you'd like to add? For any young people trying to get into the gamekeeping industry, just try your best. You know, I mean, work hard. That That's all your employers want to see, um, is that you're putting in the effort. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter if you don't know the answer to every question. You know what I mean, you're there to learn. So your best is all, all anyone can ask of you. Liz, anything, anything else you'd like to add? Well, I think uh, just to share, our work in, in Scotland is incredibly diverse. We, we also have no two days the same, uh, working in different projects every day. Um, so please do follow us. Um, we have a at uh, Lantra Scotland uh, on Facebook. We've got a newsletter that you can see on our website, which is www.scotland.lantra.co.uk. Um, and we've got a Facebook page as well. So please, yeah, come and follow us and get involved. Thanks, Liz. That's that's brilliant. That's our conversation for today. And I, I'd really like to thank Liz, Rory and Alicia for, for joining me and sharing their stories so openly and, and honestly. And I know I can't wait to see um, all that you guys go on to achieve, Rory, Rory and Alicia and, and all the other winners um, of the Albas. It was, it was a really inspiring evening. On the subject of awards, Scottish Land and Estates have just launched our Helping It Happen Awards, sponsored by Nature Scott for 2022. The Helping It Happen Awards are designed to showcase the very best of rural Scotland from estates making conservation efforts through to community focused initiatives and we want to hear about it all so you can submit a nomination for yourself or for someone else in one of the nine categories on the Scottish Land Estates website and join us on the evening as we shine a spotlight on those helping it happen. I'm sure it'll be a glitzy affair just like the Albas. If you're a member of Scottish Land Estates already, do remember that we have a variety of events scheduled and coming up. You can find out more details on the website. And to stay up to date with all our latest podcast events and everything else that's happening at Scottish Land and Estates, do follow us on social media. You'll find us across all the usual platforms. The latest edition of the Scottish Land Estates Land Business Magazine is now available online. 
Finally, if you're not yet a member of Scottish Land Estates and you'd like to find out more about what a membership can do for you, then do get in touch with either myself or my colleagues in the business team and we'd be delighted to help you. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please do rate and subscribe to the podcast to hear more episodes. So to finish, once again, a huge thank you to Liz, Rory and Alicia for joining me today. And I hope you'll join the Scottish Land Estates Scotland Matters podcast again soon. Thank you very much.